0: Hi there! Welcome to episode 56 of the Wave Back Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Matt. And we're here to listen to the most interesting video game music there is. What you were just listening to is a track that took a considerable amount of effort to choose. In the 16-bit generation, there were many games that appeared on both the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis. A lot of the time, they were basically the same. Other times, well, you had this. Sharpen your batarangs, because tonight we listen to the music of The Adventures of Batman and Robin, for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Matt, how you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I am... I I am all right. I am tired, but all right. We're gonna... we're gonna... I'm gonna keep my energy levels high for this episode.
1: Same. Because if I don't, I'll fall asleep. And then the show will be mine. (laughs) Maybe it's part of my nefarious plan. You did this! (laughs) wow that's a good maniacal laugh i've been working on it
0: it shows it shows (laughs) going to the maniacal laugh (laughs) Jim. member of the guild of calamitous intent all right matt oh
1: nice nice (laughs) nice you know how it goes you know how we do this thing hit us with some history my pleasure the Adventures of Batman and Robin was released for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System in December of 1994, a good six months before its Genesis counterpart. Back in the 90s, games would frequently appear on both Super Nintendo Entertainment System and Genesis. Most of the time, they would simply be different versions of the same game with slightly different features depending on the platform. Games like Earthworm Jim, The Lion King, or Mortal Kombat were all examples of this. However, sometimes you'd wind up with a situation where a game by the same title appeared on both platforms with completely different content, often made by completely different developers. Aladdin for the Sega Genesis was developed by Virgin Interactive, while the Super Nintendo version was developed by Capcom. Similarly, The Adventures of Batman and Robin for Sega Genesis was developed by Clockwork Tortoise, while the Super Nintendo version we're discussing tonight was developed by none other than Konami. The game plays out like a series of episodes of the television show, complete with title cards. Unlike the projectile-driven Genesis game, the Super Nintendo version of Batman & Robin plays out like a brawler platformer. There are puzzles to solve, brilliantly detailed characters from the show, and excellent adaptations of the TV show's music. The Genesis version's music is all original stuff, and while it's super interesting, the allure of the Super Nintendo's rendering the brilliant television themes was too much to ignore. Speaking of music...
0: It was all put together by members of the Konami Kuiha Club, the fun nickname that I can't pronounce given to Konami's (laughs) sound team. Uh, I believe you've heard of this uh, in in prior episodes back when um, I think this was the same situation that was involved in our Rocket Knight Adventures episode where it's very much music by committee. Uh, there's also a different entity c- uh, at Konami called the Kuiha Club that does not uh, that does live performances, but this is not them. This is the, the people that actually program music for games. The members responsible for Batman and Robin on Super NES are... Uh, all right, here we go.
1: <laughs>
0: Kazuhiko Uihara, Harumi Oeko, Jun Funahashi, Masanari Iwata, Masahiko Kimura kayo Fujitani and Masahiro Ik- Ik- Ikariko. Man, that was that was a good run up until that last last name. All right, so uh, yeah, this is this is music by committee. So actually, figuring out which one of these people worked on which track was uh was cons- it's it was impossible. I couldn't find any information on that. But unlike uh in Rocket Knight Adventures, where you could kind of tell the music was very scattered stylistically, that's that's not really the case in this one because a lot of it pulls from uh, the Danny Elfman etc. music from the Batman the Animated series, which this is all based on. Mm-hmm. But getting back to the individual people, uh Kazuhiko Uehara has worked on games like The Original Vampire Killer, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake for the MSX, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Turtles in Time. Harumi Oiko did some great work on the Super NES, including games like Gradius 3, Legend of the Mystical Ninja, and Castlevania Dracula X. Jun Funahashi did a lot of classic work on the NES, including the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game from Ultra Games, Castlevania III, Dracula's Curse, and Track and Field 2, an excellent game with an excellent soundtrack. Masanari Iwata has a relatively small resume, resume, but has also worked on Castlevania Dracula X for the Super Nintendo, as well as International Superstar Soccer for the Game Boy Color. Masahiko Kimura also had a hand in (laughs) Dracula X, I'm noticing a theme here, as well as Castlevania for Nintendo 64, a very underrated soundtrack, and Mm -hmm. Spectrobes for the Nintendo DS, which had a kind of a Disney tie-in, that was kind of a big deal. Keio Fujitani's only credit I could find was for this very game, so I guess that's it for him. And finally, Masahiro Ikariko worked on Sparkster, another example of uh, different games with the same name on Super NES and Genesis. The brilliant Sunset Riders and the alternate version of Turtles in Time, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: The Hyperstone Heist for Sega Genesis. That's a lot of people involved in the, making the music of this game. Yes, and um, a lot of syllables too. That is a lot of syllables. It does make things a little. One of the things that I like to do and like to learn in this show is learning about the people who did this music and kind of following their careers around. And uh, when they do this music by committee stuff, uh, and the old, old old Konami situations, it's it makes it so much more difficult to be like, okay, this per this is this person's flavor, and um, it is kind of fun knowing that uh, there's a lot of Dracula X influence here because Dracula X's soundtrack is so unique
1: mm-hmm. uh, and
0: so different. It, it's it's one of the best sounding Super Nintendo soundtracks. The 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 sample tracks are not very compressed at all they're very bold very loud um and that's not really the case with this game the the this game the the sample tracks are very muted um it works it's 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 wonderful music um it's just interesting that so many of these people also worked on Dracula X but anyways uh Matt what's your <laughs> what is your history with this game why did you pick this game for tonight's episode
1: uh well let's see i think like Perhaps a lot of our listeners, we grew up on the uh, cartoon from the 90s. I know for a lot of people, it was very eye-opening because a lot of animation and cartoons up to that point weren't as, uh, let's see, bold as this one was. It, it definitely felt like a much darker cartoon. Obviously, the subject matter of the IP is very dark, Batman and so forth. It was also physically darker. Yes. The original Bat-
0: Bat- 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 Batman the Animated Series, the original Batman the Animated Series, yeah. was the first cartoon ever drawn on black animation cells.
1: I did not know that.
0: Yeah, they started doing it, you know, the regular way, and they were, they were just coloring so much black, they're like, you know what?
1: Let's it's just, just draw easier. it on
0: black. And uh, that's kind of what gave this uh, show's original run on Fox such, an inter- uh, such a unique visual style because nothing else could look like it at the time they were the
1: first ones to do it. You know, uh, side noting for a moment here, going off on a tangent, I used to play Warhammer. And if anyone's not familiar, it's a, you know, tabletop miniatures uh, wargaming. And the first time I learned how to paint, I got this lesson and it was like, if you want your colors to be bright and shiny and pop, undercoat or base coat, it's your first layer of paint, undercoat with white. But if you want you know, things to be duller and maybe not pop as much, perhaps look weathered, start with an undercoat of black. So that makes perfect sense. But uh, going back to, to, yeah, so this cartoon comes out and and I was like, man, I was like going from grade school to high school and, I, oh my God, like this is so cool. Like up to this point, I thought a lot of the Batman stuff had been cheesy, you know, you have the old Adam West stuff. Of course, um, Tim Burton came along and did the Michael Keaton stuff, and that was just great. Uh, but That's kind of where this came from. This came after It was Batman like Returns. born out of almost, yeah. And, um, and so I I love the stuff. But uh, as far as the game's concerned, when they released the game, um, I remember seeing it at the blockbuster and thinking like, oh, I'll get my hands on that. But before getting my hands on it, I had seen uh, two parts. And we're going to listen to, I think we're going to listen to, let me look at the track list real quick. I think we're going to listen to, yes, we're going to listen to one track. And um, it is the the part that, it's the piece that plays during the roller coaster Mm -hmm. fight with the Joker in the beginning. And I thought that was so cool because I had seen it go from its side scrolling to its, you know, the, the, it rotates as though you're on the roller coaster i was like oh my god that's really cool i would never seen anything like that before in a game and then the second one was uh fighting your way through the um the maze of the minotaur later on the the
0: riddler stage
1: correct and it was again another thing i hadn't seen before this pseudo three-dimensional uh perspectives of the game you would Press up on a hallway, and now it would turn, and you now you're walking down the hallway. So it's very confusing if you're playing the game; you, know, you have to really keep. So uh, once I once I got my hands on the game, I thought, "Wow!" And in playing the game, I said to myself, "This is um, this is so much like playing episodes of of the television show." And if that was the uh, the I guess the intention of the game developers, they really nailed it.
0: They definitely did. That's one of the things I like so much about this game. One. When- I also rented this one. I didn't own it. And I remember when I rented it, I was so taken aback by how much it looked like the cartoon. Like the animation and everything just looked so spot on. Now, I didn't play this until after I had already seen commercials for the Genesis version, um, mm-hmm. which looked super cool in the ads. Uh, having gone back and played the Genesis version, I prefer the Super Nintendo one, um, mostly because the, uh, the Genesis version is really... Uh, um, It's very projectile driven, you know. Right. Uh, It's a very much an action shooter, like almost Contra esque game, where this one feels more like Batman. There's like all these cinematics where you have to, you know, if you follow the story, you uh, you you solve puzzles and you you punch dudes and stuff. (laughs) uh, Yeah, this one just kind of was more up my alley and more what I was looking for out of a Batman game. The Genesis one was flashier. Uh, with some yes. wacky 3D effects and whatnot yeah, but yeah. <laughs> this one just kind of felt more right to me um but yeah i didn't get super far uh, i did eventually you know uh watch some some play through this throughs of this at some point in my life cuz i remember seeing and hearing most of this music at one point but uh i don't think i got much farther on my rental run of this than uh maybe maybe halfway through the game uh like past the poison ivy stages i think um mm-hmm. maybe made it to the penguin stages i honestly don't remember but it's a really cool game. It's also not one that I ever would have picked for the show, so I'm super glad that you did. Uh, it's just not something that would sticks out to me, you know. What I mean,
1: no, of course, yeah. I mean, yeah, I get it. And and to kind of talk about how you introed with the, um, uh, you said something at the intro there about uh, finally settling on this the NES version. Oh yeah, yeah. So just to speak a, a moment about the Genesis version, I um. You know, I always joke on the show that I don't do my homework and I come in blind, but obviously I chose this game, so I had to do some homework, uh, which I'm very resentful of, but we'll talk about that later. Um, I, I listened to the entire Genesis soundtrack. Now, the Genesis soundtrack is significantly different. Different. They, they don't use any of the, like, Danny Elfman-inspired music, and actually the entire game itself is not, I guess, symphonic in nature, the way you think of a Batman you know, centric media, whether it's film or cartoon or whatever, the music for that game, for the Genesis version of The Adventures of Batman and Robin, is so techno-industrial influenced. It's really right up my alley when it comes to just listening to music as gen- in general. And I thought it was all really great, except the part where it was all really repetitive. Now, I'm not saying that the music stinks because it's repetitive. It's great stuff. I just didn't think it would make for a great episode because I felt like we would just listen to a track and, you know, you know, by tracks three or four, I'd be like, yep, that's uh, some uh, four-on-the-floor techno. Like, okay, cool, yeah, right uh well, we're gonna play another one and uh, it's probably gonna be four on the floor techno you know so you know regardless if you're listening to the show and you dig what we do I'm, I'm gonna make a suggestion that on your own you go out and you listen to the adventures of batman and robin from genesis and uh you know give that soundtrack a listen to and just i don't know enjoy it i i really enjoyed it but at the same time like i said it was it was too repetitive for an episode
0: but it is indeed uh, uh, some interesting stuff, and who knows? Maybe someday we will get to it. Maybe this someday. is true. Who, who knows how long we'll be doing this for?
1: Forever.
0: I'll I'll do it until someone tells me to stop. Basically, that's
1: that's usually my approach to life. Which, <laughs> we
0: just did the 200th episode of Stone Age Gamer podcast because no one has told us to stop doing it yet. So,
1: Mazel Tov, by the way.
0: Thank you, thank you. All right, well, let's get to work, huh? Yeah, so let's start listening to some music. So our first uh why don't you this this is your episode, man. Why don't you introduce uh, what what are we doing
1: here? What are we listening to and why? <laughs> man, it's your show. If you don't know what's going on, I don't I don't know what the hell to tell you. Um now yeah, we're going to we're going to start with the main theme. I mean, uh it's Batman. It's you, you know what it's about. Let's let's just jump right in, man. Batman, the main theme for The Adventures of Batman and Robin for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. As
0: far as straight up adaptations of a TV show theme go, that's pretty damn good.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean It's like
0: I look, I know that. I know that theme forwards and backwards. That sure. was literally written by Danny Elfman for the mm-hmm. show uh and um you know, I've it's one of those intros you never skip. Like nope. I mean, in the original Batman the animated series, uh they kept using that music later like when it became The Adventures of Batman and Robin, but the intro was just like scenes from the show cut together, but that was like a great intro and everything it was so wonderful to look at. And uh, boy, this really hits every single, every single piece of it. It's not, uh, it's not dumbed down in the least. They just, no. they took every single piece of that and applied uh super Nintendo style instruments to it. And I think it sounds great.
1: That, that little horn right at the beginning that gives you the, the Batman melody. It, mm-hmm. it's so perfect. <laughs> it, you Know you know what you're getting into, you know. And I always say that like, you hear the track, you know exactly what's coming. You know, you're an intelligent gamer, you know what's coming. But mm-hmm. to hear the Batman theme again, like you said, rendered so perfectly with the uh, Super Nintendo uh, stuff is like, you know, and that's what I think is exciting about the game itself. I think that's the draw of the game is that, uh, in playing this you know like i said in in my kind of uh, history with the game to play through what felt like episodes so you know you get the to- you get the total package you know you you'd set it at the jump uh, you get title cards you you're getting uh animation um you it know it really
0: felt like you were playing the show and that was one of the reasons yeah. i was more of a super nintendo guy than a genesis guy because even if uh in in some instances, even it could an argument could be made that the Genesis versions music is better or something like that. But um, sure, take something like I mentioned the Lion King before. I vastly prefer the Super Nintendo one because I think the music sounds more like the movie music and mm-hmm. less like video game music. And I adore video game music, obviously. Sure, obviously, <laughs> but um <laughs> especially back then when you're playing this and it sounds like the cartoon as much as it does, like obviously now you could just play the music from the cartoon in a, in a modern yeah. game. But back then this was such a huge leap forward, you know, and I'll never forget, like listening to the lion King game. The first time I was, a my friend Adam had rented it and he was like, Chris, you got to hear this. And he put his phone up to the speaker. And I heard all the little, like the, the, the actual like words from the circle of life, little background, no uh, words and circle mm-hmm. of life playing. I was like, you got to be kidding. That's coming out of the game. I'll be right over. <laughs>
1: That's super cool, yeah, man. You know, and
0: this, yeah, this is one of those situations. This is a, this is such a great adaptation.
1: Yeah, I think, I think as a gamer, that I want that though. You know, I want uh, if you're going to go through the trouble of taking the IP and turning it into something on the home console for for gamers to play, you really have to, especially something you know, something as beloved as Batman. You know, you you get the the nerds on the internet. You know. Complaining that you know Bane's backstory is whatever in movies and stuff. You know those are your guys. That's your audience. You you got to do it right. You got to come correct and and you know if if one hair is out of place, you know you're gonna get read the riot riot act. Mm -hmm. So,
0: but I mean, also you think back to what Batman games were back when this came out. I mean, even think back to the the amazing Sunsoft games uh, on NES. they're weird games you know (laughs) oh yeah yeah, they're they're really bizarre but they've got great soundtracks that aren't anything like the uh anything like the source material and i guess that's kind of one of the things that's so cool about uh the genesis version is that you know instead of going this route instead of trying to straight up emulate it they did something else that was very special and Mm -hmm. that's that's really cool if you're not going to do that route do you just have to go the other direction and and i think they pulled it off well but
1: Right. Yeah. Exactly. Not again. Not not taking anything away from um, the Genesis or the the composer of that. Uh, mm. it's just it's just very different. It's 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 almost like a hundred and eighty degree difference.
0: Yeah. Yeah. This that these soundtracks could not be more different. No. Yeah. All right. What's uh What's our next track, Matt?
1: So, uh, you pop in the game. You get going. You get that wonderful, you know, goosebumps from the the Batman theme. Boom. You're in the game. And I think one of the first things you encounter is kind of your mission statement, the overarching story in that you are in the Batcave. And uh, essentially, the storyline starts with both Harlequin and Joker on a a transmission that you might be intercepting or it might be directly beamed at Batman. And he basically tells you that, uh, you know, this is what you got to do. I'm doing all this. You got to come get me. So, what we're gonna listen to now is the the song that's playing while you're receiving all the information and the little pseudo videos. This is called uh, "In the Bat Cave." Very simply stated. Enjoy.
0: Yeah, that's definitely memorable music.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I mean, I I actually really dig it. It's kind of simple, but it's thematic. You know, it it falls in line with, you know, every, I think every single track you're gonna listen to. And for the record, I believe we can say safely say there's 20, 25 tracks, not counting the Konami logo and uh, mm. the, the game over, but um. You know, 25 tracks. You listen to them in its entirety, as I have, uh, as well as Chris and anyone else as crazy as we are, and Mm -hmm. you you see the theme. You know, again, if you if you separate the IP, separate the visual from the audio, you know, this is something that could exist on a record by a composer or composers, and you know, it it comes together again. It it uh, I think, I think that's important, um, because I. You know, I've mentioned on the show that I don't listen to video game music the way you do, Chris, Um, but instead listen to records like, you know, like the first thing that comes to mind is like Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. You know, that's a full record from start to finish. Every song on that record, you're like, oh, yeah, 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 that's that's Pink Floyd or whatever. So I think when you listen to this, you know, even the little bits like the information screens where you get your mission in the Batcave, it falls in line with everything else it doesn't stick out like a sore thumb or anything like oh that's weird you know something as simple as in the bat cave is is perfect for you know what's going on
0: yeah no i i agree this is pretty much a perfect music for this situation uh i would also say that it's so memorable because you hear it so often
1: yeah yeah it's it's by default sure this
0: always, what's weird is this. This always struck me as being the music. Like I always thought this was inside the Batmobile, not the Batcave, just right. because of the shape of the screen. Like it looked like the little screen he had in the Batmobile, not the giant one in the the Batcave. But whatever, man, doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you might be splitting hairs, but I won't. Uh, I, won't I say might anything. be.
0: All right, Matt. <laughs> what's what's next on the docket?
1: All right. So check it. You got your mission, right? Alfred tells you, "Hey, man." Might be a trap, and you're like, but I'm Batman. I got to do my thing. So you go out, you beat your way. <laughs> Let me not finish that way.
0: It was the you, best Batman impression ever.
1: <laughs> I thought my outfit was pretty spot on, but if you think my Batman was great, I'll take it. <laughs> so you, you fight your way to the amusement park where Joker says he's going to be at. You get yourself on the aforementioned uh, roller coaster, or, ooh, I take that back you you fight your way to the amusement park and now at this uh crazy, you know, over the top as is everything in in the Batman universe uh amusement park that you kind of fight your way through these giant dice block built levels and you know um uh, you you encounter this music, right? Uh oh man, sorry. My uh just so everyone at home knows, uh I am currently choking myself with my headphone wires. (laughs) Just thought you guys should know that. Wow! So once you get through the amusement park and you get yourself to the aforementioned uh, roller coaster, you have to fight the Joker. And this is the theme that plays while you are taking quite the interesting ride on this roller coaster. So uh, I'm going to stop babbling. I'm going to introduce this as Joker's theme, and you're going to listen to it. I sure am. Alright, so uh what you just listened to was the was Joker's theme. Uh going into it, I said some things they're almost entirely lies. I apologize.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you weren't lying, you were just getting ahead of yourself, right? <laughs> uh
1: something like that. Um so that that particular track plays. It's a very short period of time too, but for something so short, I think it's a fantastic track. That plays After You Defeat the First Boss, which is a giant uh I guess...
0: Like a toy soldier, right?
1: Yeah, a toy soldier. I almost said Nutcracker for some reason. Because he of... looks
0: kind of Nutcracker-esque, yeah. but yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. Like, the, the he's a- got that nutcracker. flavor to
1: it, yeah. Yeah, so this giant toy soldier's trying to kill you. You defeat him. And then as you're leaving that portion of the level, they kind of have not a cut scene, but, you know, I guess in-game in play animation of the Joker jumping on the roller coaster of death. And so that plays in that short period of time, but but in listening to it and again as you can tell by my wonderful description uh i didn't remember the visuals and i just thought it was just such a, a cool little track um, oh yeah
0: it's it's awesome because it incorporates the joker's theme from the cartoon the Correct. <laughs> with that, that awesome little tune that usually played when the joker was on on screen so it was a uh, but it's like kind of a uh it's a great inter- interstitial track you know it's it's showing like you know how are you getting from point, one, point a to point b in this stage uh you know visually and uh it's it's kind of giving the intensity of of that like kind of sort of chase scene but very with that jokery flavor it was
1: it's great and i think also by the way you used the word i've never heard of before interstitial is that it interstitial yeah Wow, interstitial. I'm gonna look that up later. Um, going, yeah, let me know
0: if I used it right. Uh,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. If only we had the internet to look it up. Anyway, <laughs> um, going on what you're saying, uh, and and of course going back to the idea of playing through an episode. You know, it's. I think it's very rare that um, an episode, a section of an episode, went without music. And so to throw up the Joker's theme when you see the Joker is essentially just. Uh, I guess, filmmaking 101, you know, identify with music and visual now when you hear it later, you know. And so if or I should say hand in hand with this idea, too, as you listen with us and if you decide and I suggest you go and listen to the songs we don't play, you'll hear other elements of themes from other characters, you know, um, Poison Ivy, uh, Penguin, uh, you know, Mr. Free, so on and so forth. You'll hear. Uh, the thematic elements of them in this music too. So it's again, another kind of nod to the guys at Konami for, you know, taking stuff that we recognize as fans from the cartoon and putting it into the game. And just, it's, I want to say it's fan service, but it's not because it's just like, you're getting the whole package and this is what Batman, the animated series is. And that we wanted to, you know, the developers wanted to take animated series, make it a video game and make it like you're playing the, television show like just one hand washing the other
0: i concur (laughs) well if you want to rewind the show and listen to what matt said before the last track. it'd be a great setup for this next track right
1: yes (laughs) (laughs) um but you know i'm gonna say it again anyway so okay so now that the joker's on the roller coaster batman has to catch up with him he jumps on his own roller coaster because in Gotham they just happen to have a roller coaster that has of they do yeah that has two cars or trains or trams or whatever you want to call them that run side by side and lo and behold joker's on one track batman's on the other he's got to fight his way through and get to the joker so he can you know beat the snot out of him and take him back to arkham and this is what you're doing this is what you're listening to while you're beating the joker this track is called <laughs> battle on a roller coaster
0: I've never been on a roller coaster with music that menacing.
1: <laughs> I don't know that I've ever been on a roller coaster that had music. Period.
0: Well, there's usually music playing through my head, but I usually can't I... hear it over me going internally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> my internal voice on a roller coaster is, Why did I get on this? <laughs> At some point, I'm like, You know what it is? It's that first hill that, ch- 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 that always gets me. It's the anticipation mm. of what's coming next, really gets me. Once I'm in it, I'm good to go. It's a pretty uh, cool song, huh? <laughs> <laughs> what the internal? Why did I do this? Or the? Uh, I'm gonna oh, make a song it. about that. Yeah. Anyway, no, I I think I think that music's great. I think it's fantastic. It's um, it's essentially boss battle music, and I'm a big fan of boss battle music because it always gets darker and more intense, and you know gets the kind of uh, blood flowing a little bit. But what I think really sells that track for me is the visual aid of being on the roller coaster because the they do a great job with the animation and the sprites to make it really look like you're going you know good like thirty forty miles per hour standing on top of this uh this roller coaster, and you know once they do the switch where you go from your your the motion is going from left to right, and now they switch it so now it looks like the, the carts are coming towards the viewer towards the gamer you know i think it it adds another level of like holy mother of god you know and and i think it's fantastic
0: what i really like about this is is actually what you said about your you know the way roller coasters work for you this song starts that slower bit which is going up and then once the once the coasters start, like you can hear that sonically, like just a, a an audio representation of a roller coaster, uh, it's great. It's it's just great. Of you
1: taking that first drop, ah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like it just
0: shows you right where that that intensity picks up. Yeah, it's 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 awesome.
1: Yeah, and there's nothing quite like punching grenades back at the Joker. Yeah, <laughs> you know to really <laughs> really sew it all up.
0: All right, so all right, we're done with the Joker for now. Uh yeah. now it's time for poison ivy, right?
1: Yes, sir. Alright. So you get thrown back to the uh what do you call that? The uh the Bat Cave music. Uh you let Alfred know, like, hey man, uh it's been some funky sightings out in the woods, <laughs> some funky plants. I gotta go check that out. And Alfred's like, I don't know, man. And you're like, but I'm Batman. <laughs> so uh now you're heading out to the woods of, of Gotham cuz who knew Gotham had woods and um this is just just straight out the stage music you're 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 punching women this is funny to me not punching women women, isn't, p- women punching women isn't funny what's funny is how every like henchman in Batman whether it's the 50s or you know Arkham Asylum they all have you know henchmen uniforms, and they're you know some kind of bastardized clone of whoever their leader is and These ladies are no different in that they're in these like jumpsuits with spray guns of some sort I can only assume are spraying you with poison, and uh you know i look I watch some of this gameplay uh to kind of get a sense of um. Where some of this stuff existed. And it's just, they're just, it's really silly to me. It's giant tentacles that come out of the ground because, you know, poison ivy's messing with biology and stuff. It's just, it's just fantastic. So, this is the music you throw batarangs at giant tentacles to in the forest. (laughs) It's called No Green Peace. particular playthrough that i'm kind of uh watching as we listen i was saying that you know you, you punch these poor women in the face actually on this particular playthrough it looks like a little more humane batman's using his spray and i think that's what's really funny to me is he just kind of goes up to him and is like and then they fall down <laughs> and it's such like a not batman thing to do <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's really what's what's ultimately cracking me up uh on the inside and outside really. Uh good stuff there. So what I love about that track um it's more musical uh than it is instrumental. Or excuse me, not instrumental. Um atmospheric. Um but the drums are very um kind of like classical drums. Uh, it, to to say the drums are classical is is really, you know, the overall music of Batman, uh, especially the animated. You know, the t- stuff Danny Elfman worked on, the stuff for this game, it's all classical in nature. You can hear it, you know, in every track. So it's, yeah,
0: it's the big. I mean, you know, what nothing says menacing in a cinematic form better than timpani. You know.
1: Thank you. Yes, I appreciate you knowing exactly what I'm trying to say, <laughs> but taking it and making it so much smaller. <laughs> I am drowning. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, yeah, definitely menacing. And and again, in watching some of the playthrough, I remember some of this stuff. You know, you get to a certain point where now you have to grapple, use the grapple gun to get up into some trees. And now it's platforming on trees and the trees are starting to fall. And, you know, they're moving every which way. They're falling forward. They're falling backwards, straight down and stuff. You know, kind of creating some some level of excitement to the gameplay, not just this linear move forward, punch, move forward, punch, you know.
0: Well, you definitely want excitement in your gameplay. That's pretty important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's uh, checkbox number one. Game exciting? Yeah. All right, let's yeah. put it out.
0: There's definitely a lot of games out there that could learn that lesson.
1: Oh, I am you, Double Dragon 4.
0: Uh, <laughs> Looking at you, Double Dragon 4. <laughs> Looking right at you. Punch. <laughs> repeat. Uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those. Uh, it's just another one of those perfect things it's very it's you know it's a little intensely menacing uh it seems almost like a like the next track is called battle with a man eater and i would i would actually peg this music we just listened to as kind of boss battle-esque you know sure fighting a giant lumbering thing but Mm -hmm. it also works for the the situation that it was in so i dig it thumbs up from me what's next
1: speaking of battling giant man eaters
0: so you As come I to do. the end
1: of the stage, right? You get yourself in the greenhouse and poison ivy's all like, "You'll never take me alive," or something. I don't know. I don't have a good <laughs> poison ivy voice. Um, <laughs> she six your giant Venus flytrap-esque man-eating plant on you. So now that's your boss battle, and you know, going in the theme with my love of boss battle music. Here is battle with a man eater.
0: That's some bossy
1: boss music if I ever heard it. <laughs> it's the bossiest of the boss of boss. Yeah, you you'd mentioned that the um the stage music was was kind of intense and almost boss like. So in my head I was thinking like, Well how much more intense can it get?
0: Well I, yeah, you know. this. I mean this is this not only incorporates a uh, timpani, but it also includes like the flute trills, you know. That's how you know things <laughs> have really gotten intense. This is this is good music right here. Um the great no, great great boss music. Um Konami didn't really mess around with boss music to be honest, so this this is un- utterly unsurprising that this is cool ass boss music.
1: Yeah, uh yeah, speaking speaking to the, the I didn't even know that the level of talent at Konami and and their just their music department in general like I can't think of very many things off the top of my head that Konami has produced that were bad. You know, I may have I may have just expunged them. But, you know, again, the level of talent at Konami themselves for the time and even stuff, some of that stuff still really holds up.
0: Oh, yeah. Classic, particularly 8 and 16 bit Konami was like spot on.
1: Yeah, you could really only expect good things, and I mean, this again, this soundtrack delivers. The game delivers. It's just great, really does. But, All right, what's uh, next? Well, next is you know a good old play on words. Yeah. Uh, so you uh you take care of uh old Poison Ivy, Ivy, well, Isley. uh, Gold Isley. Pamela Isley? Yeah, good old Pamela Isley of the Ivy Brothers. I'm. Um, I'm spiraling out of control here. Um, <laughs> Come, speak to me, boy. Come back. <laughs> I don't know what's happening right now. Um, <laughs> where am I? So, next level, you uh, you get yourself you know next level of set of trouble you get yourself into is uh, presumably an episode called foul play, and as you can tell from the great pun, it involves the penguin. So in this one now you you get a call from Robin who. Where the hell has he been this whole time? And he says that uh, someone's stealing art from uh, from the museum, and it can only be one person. It's the penguin. They're so, all bird pictures, so it has to be the penguin. Well, that too. <laughs> Very heavy-handed here, I suppose. That was uh, one of
0: the great things about Batman, is there always happened to be some like enough animal-themed art to go around for both the penguin and Catwoman to exclusively steal things related to birds and or
1: cats. Seriously. I I don't... Maybe the artists of Gotham have an affinity for cats and birds? Are they not dog people? I guess not. can't think of a time I've seen a dog in... There's got to be an episode where there's a dog barking or something.
0: Well, I mean, Batman eventually had a dog,
1: Ace, but... Oh, right, yeah. Crime-fighting dog. (laughs)
0: Hey, foul play, huh? Let's listen to foul play.
1: (laughs) Anyway, here's the music you're listening to on the penguins level while fighting through a museum. It's called foul play. Get it going.
0: That was a great piece.
1: Yeah. I think that's one of the best pieces in this whole game actually. Of of all the tracks that are available for this soundtrack, I think that is absolutely like top 3 if not maybe number 1. It it's such a beautiful piece of music.
0: Yeah, it's it's all over the place as far as it's just so wonderfully dynamic. It's great.
1: Yeah, the 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 strings, the um the 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 strings being bowed and then the plucking of the strings. To give an air of mystery, I, I guess, because the level the museum you you jump into it all the lights are out, and you have to go rescue a few security guards and and so forth, and they get the power up again, and then you traverse back through the level, and this this particular level starts kind of the idea that I had mentioned early early on in the episode where uh, you're in that um, the minotaur's maze. And you know you can press up and turn in, you know, go down the hallway or whatever. So now you're jumping in elevators, and they have this great animation where Batman just kind of turns his back on the screen and gets in an elevator, and it's just so cool because the the cape goes a little bit, and he just just like a friggin' rock star, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so now you have to kind of pay attention because there's signs that say you're in this wing or this wing and stuff, and Robin gives you little clues that you where you have to. You know find the other guards and stuff, so now you have to do a bit of you know it's it's not your linear point a to point b beat up the guys in between fight the boss move on you know there's a there's a level of um i guess problem solving you know a little backtracking here and there and and you know kind of keeping an idea of where you're going because for all intents and purposes the gameplay is linear left to right but the but the addition of moving you know up or turning now adds another complexity to it so you really have to keep uh mindful of what's happening and i think the music you know definitely gives that you know the am i going the right way what's what's happening here and, and stuff like that i think it's just great game design accompanied by great just music
0: yeah no i again couldn't agree more this uh this was one of those things that even divorced from the game itself, because I, I got, this isn't really ringing a bell as far as, like, connecting to a stage to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is just, I'm listening to it as a piece of music. It's just remarkable. Uh, it's fantastic. If you, this was played by real instruments, it would be even cooler.
1: Mmm, should look for that.
0: Pretty darn awesome. I, I wish I could remember how much, if any of this, besides the theme, was actual music from the show. Right, it definitely yeah. has that flavor uh I can't say for sure how much of it was it,
1: yeah f- for shame for me because I've always said I'm going to sit down and rewatch the entire animated series the original animated series but I never do
0: I I have a couple of times it's uh. just you know i re- it's all so a lot of it isn't uber distinct to
1: me it's right.
0: just it's all flavored and you know you're just busy listening to the dulcet tones of Kevin
1: Conroy but uh well the
0: uh, yeah well
1: I mean how many seasons does the show have seven right
0: well, it kind of depends on how you want to look at it. Um, um the uh, it was released in four volumes on DVD. Okay. Uh the first three were the Fox series and then uh the fourth one was when it which switched over to the CW or the WB at the time uh where they right. changed the art direction to match more of Superman the Animated. Uh they kind of divorced it from the old movies which mm-hmm. were you know had that old like really old school vibe to them like they weren't set in modern day but they kind of were and kind of not at the same time like you're looking at like old-timey cars and cd players at the same time this tim burton flicks were weird yeah but you know they changed the art on like everyone you know the penguin no longer looked like a mutant penguin monster he just looked like you know the penguin from the comics but all right. the voices were the same and uh the spirit of the show was the same it actually features some really st- astonishingly good episodes that uh I feel like that season really doesn't get uh, the the credit that it deserves, um, hmm. including a great episode. I wish I could remember the title of it. The one where um the the scarecrow, uh, hits Batman with the toxin, but he doesn't realize it, and like every like Batgirl dies, and uh, Jim Gordon figures out who he is and goes after him, and oh boy, uh, and then it all you know turns out to be all in his head. But mm-hmm. that was a great episode. Anyway, um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's all you know. It's all connected. This is like you know we're we're talking about a you, you know you're looking at an Infinity War that's out in theaters right now. This this kind of DC animated universe was really kind of a prototype for that. You know, it was Batman the animated series, which then leveraged into directly connecting to Superman the animated series, mm-hmm. which then crossed over, which then turned into Justice League, right. which also kind of connected with uh batman beyond which also connected with justice league unlimited and uh that was it was an interconnected universe and that was really really special at the time you know when when justice league starts calling back to shit that happened in um sorry to stuff that happened uh, back in <laughs> superman the animated series that's awesome um
1: anyway they, they created themselves quite quite the universe and they did it very well
0: they did, and then their current movie universe is so awful, it really makes me sad, because they, DC has proven that they could do this, you know? I mean, oh, geez, course. could you could you imagine what, like, a really, like, if they just took base, the basic foundation of those uh, animated series together and turned that into a live-action situation. Like, ah, oh, man.
1: It would be very nice. It I really
0: guess. would. So the penguin, huh? What's what's up with the penguin?
1: <laughs> uh he likes stealing art? Now, so you uh you get yourself up to the penguin, right? And now you gotta fight him. So, I mean, pretty straightforward, this track's just called The Penguin, because it has an exclamation point. So enjoy the penguin.
0: badass boss music.
1: There you have it. Uh, I mean, I think uh, one of the funniest things about you know that particular fight is that um, you're fighting the penguin on a rooftop and uh, <laughs> one of the things that the penguin does, uh, one of the things the penguin's known for is his umbrellas. And so one of his umbrella tricks is uh, he turns into a little miniature helicopter and he floats up. But for some reason, they made the animation that Uh, the penguin rotates as well. So he's like holding onto this umbrella, but he's rotating as well. And I, all I could think was is, is one of the penguins um, attacks vomiting? Because like, why would you give him that animation? (laughs) It's so bizarre. Um, There's also a helicopter that's kind of floating in the background, shooting you as well, shooting at you as well. So there's, you know, an extra additive uh, element of danger. Uh, but you know, ultimately, you, you you punch Penguin in the face a bunch of times and he goes down. So, <laughs> but but that rotating, why? I don't get it. Who knows, man? Ours is, <laughs> ours is not to question why. You you are right. You are absolutely right. Really, uh, at the end of the day, that
0: that helicopter umbrella thing could never possibly work. So yeah,
1: <laughs> no, not even a little bit.
0: There's there is no amount of spinning that like uh, the. The skeletal structure of an umbrella can do that would lift Danny DeVito.
1: I was going to say, especially with the weight of the Penguin, whether it's Danny DeVito, because I feel like the animated Penguin would be heavier. Yeah, yeah,
0: he was even he was even larger than DeVito in the movie. So, yeah, but I mean, it, it works on such a great cartoony level. Like, what a what a cool visual thing to happen like. Now his umbrella turned into
1: a little mini helicopter, and the fat guy's flowing away. I love it. (laughs) But spinning with it, too. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. You know, really, really quickly, I I joked about one of his attacks with vomit. I've been playing um, Sea of Thieves, and you can get an achievement for uh, getting drunk, vomiting, (laughs) putting it in a bucket, and then throwing it at an enemy to blind them. Nice. (laughs) Just, you know, if you were thinking about playing Sea of Thieves, I mean, that's what you should do. So back to the adventures of Batman and Robin. We're gonna we're gonna jump ahead a few levels. Um, you know, the next one after Penguin is Catwoman. Uh as you can probably guess, it involves rooftop running and and fights in a back alley. Uh after that, there's a really awesome, almost like spy hunter-esque level where you're driving the Batmobile and you're you're shooting uh villain cars, and I believe that's two faces level, but we're gonna jump ahead to Kind of one of my favorite Batman villains, especially in recent memory, because I think they did such a great job with um, the Scarecrow in the um, Aronofsky films. Excuse me, Nolan, not Aronofsky. Wow. Anyway, uh, but this level is called Perchance to Scream. Uh, nice play, as they always are on actual stuff. <laughs> um but, uh, yeah, I I, I just want to jump right in because I think this music's really great, too. Uh, again, this is uh, Perchance to Scream from the Batman and Robin animated, or the Batman and Robin, the adventures of Batman and Robin, their time's a charm. <laughs> Enjoy. track absolutely i mean i don't think anything says scarecrow more than that particular track yeah right the spot on um so this level is is interesting in that um old video game tropes i suppose so uh you're you're in some sort of building chasing down the scarecrow and at some section of the game and some excuse me some section of the level there's this green cloud above this, you know, uh, on the top half of the screen. So as you're fighting your way through, <clears throat> excuse me, as you're fighting your way through, this cloud descends. So now you, in order to not take damage, have to duck down and stuff. And, you know, when you're 11, 12, or 13, and you're playing this game, you're not really thinking about it much. But, uh, you know, as a 37-year-old man, I'm looking at that green cloud going, why is the green cloud hurt you, man? <laughs> that's a pot reference uh for all you squares um but yeah you know i think the music's beautiful again um the the drum section you know uh impending doom mm-hmm. um some some really nice uh synth portions in there to really kind of um i almost want to say like an ocean it just kind of it floats on and it goes and you know again not boring stuff just just good solid music to um to rival symphonic orchestrations and and again now i'm starting to think about after what you'd said i'm starting to think about it myself like oh i wonder what this would sound like with a full on you know like 50 piece orchestra or something it's got to be gorgeous
0: yeah i also like how this kind of has that um I like just a little bit of that eerie um like carnival style vibe to it, you know. yeah I mean, there It definitely really has is that like kind of a bit of
1: a midway creepy carnival. Yeah, spooky carnival
0: stuff going on there, which is cool.
1: Oh, absolutely. All right, we're we're coming up here. We're
0: we're almost we're almost through. What's yeah. <laughs> what's next for us on this journey through Batman's Rogues Gallery?
1: So, you you just beat up the Scarecrow on while flying on a biplane cuz you're Batman and that's what you do. And you move on to your next mission, which Is now officially my favorite part of the game, which is hunting down the Riddler. And in doing that, you encounter this, excuse me, this labyrinth, which I was so blown away by playing. I'm a big fan of maps just as a human being. There's something about maps that I really enjoy. But this game now. So you've been playing this game in a semi-linear fashion, left to right, fighting your way through. You get to this level now, you're inside this maze after seeing, you know, a big video wall with the Riddler telling you uh, you know, Barbara's in here somewhere, you have to fight the Minotaur or whatever, you know. And so now on your screen you've got this kind of uh essentially a map. So as you uh pass through the map appears you know uh you've been in this room you've been and you see all the connections so if you're you know ocd you, know, you got a lot of connections to make so in typical riddler fashion you hit these can conne- um these little points where he locks you in a room or like a section and you have to answer the riddles and you know you answer them correctly you move on to the next portion of the level if you don't uh i'm sure you get punched in the face or something because that just seems like what would happen. That's what I'd do, at least. (laughs) So, this music, this track you're about to listen to is called Riddle Me This. It's from Batman the Animated Video Game Series Thingamajigger, which is not the word at all. (laughs) I don't know why I keep saying Batman the Animated Series. I think it's because it is Batman the Animated Series. Anyway, Riddle Me This. Go listen to that.
0: have there is some perfect riddler music that's oh like God. it's yeah. so perfect for solving puzzles you know it's like it's just the right amount of like menacing because you're dealing with the friggin' riddler mm-hmm. but and there's like there is action involved in the stage memory serves me right as well but it's like sure you're solving all these riddles and that that kind of like in the background is almost like
1: this Jeopardy, like time, you, you know, time ticking. Read thing, you know, my mind. I was thinking <laughs> the same thing. I was like, "There's an element of Jeopardy's, do do That it's it's like a play on a clock ticking, almost exactly. Yeah, it's it's like you only have so much
0: time to answer these riddles before mm-hmm. uh well, you know, something bad screwed, happens so. to
1: someone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't, I don't quite remember the music in playing the game. Obviously, I, uh, it's very apparent that the level stayed with me. Um but I almost wonder if now I played it again and that music was playing the whole time, if it would actually drive me insane. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I'm watching again, a little gameplay footage and, and I'm remembering some of these riddles and stuff and, you know, just playing through was a ton of fun. It again, it was, it was just a, a really well designed level for the capabilities that, the Super Nintendo had and just like, again, another testament to kind of the game designers, you know, putting together something that fans would really say like, this feels like Batman, the animated series. It definitely does. Definitely does. Uh, all right. And, uh, with that being said, after you defeat the Minotaur, after you find Barbara and, uh, commissioner Gordon, cause they've been kidnapped, you know, The chief of police was kidnapped, which still baffles me to this day, but whatever. Uh, You have to fight the golden minotaur, which was, uh, you know, in the episode as well. Once you defeat that, you then have to go into you. You are then transported into a level where the Riddler now has total control uh if I'm not mistaken yeah you're on a you're on a chessboard so all the giant chess pieces are there and you have to fight your way through and and get yourself to the riddler so this song here is the music for that level before you actually fight the riddler and of course it's so aptly named checkmate
0: Said before that, when I ride a roller coaster, I don't think of that kind of menacing music. This is always playing in my head when I play chess.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you play a really intense game of chess.
0: I do. I'm I'm usually if I am anywhere close to checkmate with somebody, I'm just staring them in the eye and I actually start playing this music in the background.
1: I feel like your <laughs> games of chess are full contact <laughs> for some reason.
0: No, no, um, they aren't. Uh.
1: they're actually they're
0: they're actually played by myself and not actually by any real rules
1: and they usually involve checkers and not chess boards yeah i was gonna say do you really know how to play chess i feel like that's the no
0: i do know how to play chess (laughs) not well i have no strategy me either other than like wild flailing which is kind of my strategy for life i think Mm. so you know whatever Mm -hmm. works
1: okay Well, uh, that being said, uh, actually bringing it
0: on back, yeah, yeah,
1: let's reel it back in a little bit because we have a very bad habit of not being able to do that. Um, To tack on to what I was saying prior to uh, the introduction of this song, it actually is, in fact, the boss music for the Riddler stage. You don't actually fight the Riddler himself; you end up fighting a giant uh, king piece that you know jumps up and down and takes a swing at you and stuff all the while a riddler type image I you know I don't I don't know what to call it it's the riddler behind you he shoots lasers from his fingers which destroys elements of the floor you're on so you have to keep moving keep moving keep moving all the while this giant chess piece is uh, attempting to kill you uh but you know after that you make your way through and then in typical video game fashion you have to fight all the bosses again in a, what they've called the gauntlet and um you know once you get yourself through that you get your final fight uh, with uh, with the Joker. You uh, you save the day as usual as Batman, and that's where we're going to leave you.
0: I'm sad. No, I'm just
1: kidding. <laughs> uh, again, I said it before, there's approximately 25 tracks in this game. If you dug you know what you were listening to, by all means, go back and, and listen to some of the ones we didn't touch on. It was really tough paring it down. I think my first list had... Um, Something like sixteen or eighteen tracks on it, and you know we try and keep ourselves to a, a tight format. Today was clearly very loose because we're both very loopy. Ah, um, oh, just a skosh. <laughs> uh, but definitely go and check out check out some of those songs. The guy again, the guys at Konami did a fantastic job of putting together just such a solid soundtrack for such a solid IP that had you know just an amazing animated series that bred the game you know i i can't i can't say enough good things about the game and the actual full-on you know 360 degree package that is the adventures of batman and robin for super nintendo
0: yeah it was a it's a this was a really cool soundtrack and i'm really glad you picked this uh it's like Thank you I said before, earlier it's not something that i would have picked and uh that's the great thing about having a co-host. <laughs> yeah, yeah
1: I, I can understand. Uh, maybe, I don't know if, if this is the way you think, but I, I could see not picking uh, famous IPs because something like Batman has, you know, the, the tremendous heft of having Danny Elfman be the composer it's known for. You know, John Williams does Star Wars. So you do a Star Wars game. You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to hear the Imperial March. I'm going to hear, you know, maybe the cantina scene or whatever. So you're kind of like, meh. But... To to this game's credit, even though you knew the Danny Elfman theme and some of the other elements for the game, like it, it still doesn't take away from just how fantastic it is. And so I could see shying away from a, a fame, a quote unquote famous IP. You know,
0: it's really more that I just didn't have a huge connection to this game. Ah. You know, back in the day, I you know I liked it. It just wasn't one of my all time favorites, so I never really wound up with the the music stuck in my head. Uh, so
1: sure i get it but But, here we are uh, (laughs) very loopy very tired and and having just
0: listened to a a great uh soundtrack i'm
1: i'm I'm very very pleased with it well that's what i'm here for that and bad puns well you know what's
0: (laughs) what's not to love there (laughs) well Uh, uh that's the that's gonna be it that's that is our show thank you for listening Join us next time, where it'll be my turn again, and uh, I've decided that in order to gear ourselves up, and when I say ourselves, I mean me, because I don't think Matt has a Switch. I do not. Uh, there's a new Mario Tennis game on the horizon. Coming out on the Switch, Mario Tennis Aces, in fact, comes out on my birthday. Uh-uh. Uh, it's a little more than a month away, but uh, just in the interest of getting geared up, and, and because I have something ridiculous planned for June onward, mm-hmm. uh, um, we're going to listen to the very first Mario Tennis game mario's tennis for the virtual boy
1: i am going to tell you something i have absolutely zero interaction with the virtual boy other than seeing an actual virtual boy somewhere <laughs> apart from i don't know what games are on that we're on that system i know nothing about it so i'm 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 a little nervous i won't lie but i'm a lot bit excited
0: I think you should be, because, uh, you know, I, I didn't pick this game for novelty's sake. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can say what you want about Mario's Tennis for the Virtual Boy. Um, You can say what you want about the Virtual Boy, but the, <laughs> music, the music in Mario's Tennis for Virtual Boy is spectacular. It's really, really good, and the Virtual Boy is such a unique thing. You know, it sounds like a Game Boy souped up um mm. which is awesome. So I I'm I'm, re- I'm really excited to do a whole episode on on a single game cuz the Virtual Boy uh, anniversary special we did a while back is still one of my favorite episodes where we cuz there were only 14 releases in the US, so mm. I played music from all 14 games. Uh, cuz you could was, do that. Cuz you could do that. So I played a little something from the entire catalog, but Mario's Tennis has like there's just there's not a bad track on the soundtrack. It's really really solid stuff. So Awesome. I'm I'm sure. amped. It should be a lot of fun. So as always, we would love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on the games we've uh, discussed on the show. The What we talked about today, Adventures of Batman and Robin, or if you've got any thoughts on Mario's Tennis for Virtual Boy. And you can do so on the Waveback Facebook page. Just search for Waveback on Facebook and you'll find more information on our next games, as well as a nice convenient place to talk about them. Of course, you can always still send us an email at mail at com. And while you're at it, you can check out all our social media channels, which you should totally follow, like, and subscribe to if you haven't already. And Be sure to check out all the other great content we have over on our site at geekade.com. So tonight we're going to play you out with, uh, well, really the best way that we can play out any episode with mm-hmm. the staff role. This is the, um, the end credits music. This is, you beat the game and, and this is what you get, uh what's what's cool about this is that it is uh like matt well matt and i were talking about it before the episode this mm-hmm. is kind of just a a slow uh just a funkier version of the actual theme and uh i feel like this is just a great way to bookend this because uh the first track we played was the the actual theme and uh the tv show episodes ended the same way they didn't play a different version they played you know the original theme again but I feel like it's a nice little bookend. It's a great little track, uh, not super long, uh, minute and 53 seconds, so just shy of two minutes, and uh, it's it's delightful, so um, I think you should enjoy it. Demand that you enjoy it. <laughs> Batman demand demands it. you enjoy it.
1: And are you going to let Batman down? I don't think so. No, I'm right.
0: not. I wouldn't dream of it. All right, everyone, everyone. Thank you very much for listening, uh, and we'll see you in just a few weeks' time for some Mario's Tennis on Virtual Boy. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you again for listening. Have a good night. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it really takes that scene in Anchorman Part One up to a whole other level. Jazz flute? No, nobody. Yeah, uh, sorry, yeah, Beeler. you got nothing. I've seen,
0: <laughs> I've seen it. It never really uh resonated with me. That's but okay. I'm gonna take, I'm gonna
1: take your word for it that it is hilarious. Someone out there gets it and they're like, <laughs> "That was a stupid reference." And you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> <laughs> This episode's a little weird. It is.